Oh, yeah! This is the manly man, Randy Brutal, talking at ya. When I'm on the road, I pass the time between matches, snapping to Slim Jims, and listening to the Sean Geek Podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, downloaded off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, brother. Oh, yeah! Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. While you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode. We, uh, on the 19th of March... There you go. What are you What are you drinking, sir? Mio with a soda stream. Mm. Ah, I've got a soda stream in my bottle, actually. Hey, soda stream boys. What, what's Mio? What's Mio? What's Mio? Mio Mayo. Uh, Mio is the uh, the the sugar free juice that you put into your drink oh, okay. to, to make oh. them fruity. Oh, that I thought it was like something exciting, like this. No, no, no. Well. I'm celebrating. It's five years of this effing podcast. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm about it. to. I'm about to reach three years in May. So it's exciting times. Oh, so I wanted to do the live stream. So everybody, welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Yeah, sweet. If you it, go to our website, you'll notice that the title has changed. It took five years. It took five years. <laughs> and it was, it's usually uh, just audio so you'd normally hear us just talking that's it yeah, yeah. And, uh, you wouldn't see us at all but we wanted to live stream this because it's a special anniversary i was kind of going through the website changing stuff around looking at what we have um episodes you know favorites like oh. i don't know kind of going back greatest hits someone was just uh listening to it nice awesome um so i will coincidentally you were free tonight and we yep. wanted to have you on the show oh yeah so definitely. um i wanted and Corey was supposed to be here tonight but um how do i say this without being politically incorrect about his current employment he's being dicked around yeah yeah it's just very unfair to what's happening to her her brother from another mother but um i wanted to get to know beaver tonight oh yeah so what, what what color underwear are you wearing? <laughs> I can show you. I'm actually not wearing pants. So. <laughs> uh, they are black. black they, are yeah. they are fruit of the loom. Shouldn't they be called fruit of the loin? They should. Wouldn't it? That, that would be a better name, wouldn't it? I think it's based off a uh, mythology, though. So mm. a mythology that people used to wear underwear or a mythology that <laughs> I have no idea. 
So do you have the, are they like well-worn? So you have like the fruit of the loom hanging on the back tag on the elastic that's like on its last leg. Uh, these are the ones without the tag. Because the really they comfy had, ones? Yeah, they, uh, the tags make me chafe, uh, chafe quite a bit. So Okay. So you cut the tag off? Oh, pretty much. Always. Yeah. These ones are printed, so. Nice. Yeah. You didn't know we were going to start with that sort of question. Hey, I'm, I'm up for anything. So, so. I, I want working our way up. <laughs> so he, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I noticed that on, on your show is, you know, there's lots of joking around, lots of horsing around, lots of um, calling Sam out for having a horrible <laughs> name for a podcast. You know, that, that sort of, what stuff. does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Sam knows, but the, the one thing that there, there, there's little hints and little tidbits and I've listened to probably more James Beaver than even James Beaver has. Goddamn. But, but um, we little tidbits of your history and how you ended up in Canada and stuff like that. So I really wanted to touch back to where are you from, sir? I am originally from Nottingham, England. Uh, very famous for Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh Born there, I ended up moving to Canada when I was 22 years old. So at 22, so was there a, was there an attempt at college, university, or something like that, or like what was your 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 plan when you graduated high school? I I I really wanted to get into computers, but I just I had a it was a combination of me not wanting to do, to do the college thing and me procrastinating so much that I end up failing. So what happened was, was a lot of like endless nothing, just just existing for the longest while from like 18 to 22. And so when I eventually moved to Canada, I ended up having a whole new lease of life and I kind of, you know, taken it by the throat and just gone on with it. Chokehold. Like Pretty it. much. Yes. So why Canada? Like what, how did that pop up on the radar? So my dad is a huge lover of Canada. My dad absolutely adores Canada. He's here right now as well. He actually uh, came to Canada before me. He And ever since he was around 20, he would make visits to Canada to, to visit his co uh, cousin in Ottawa. And so me growing up, me growing up, my dad would just tell me, how great Canada is. So it was always ingrained right in yeah, your DNA. Pretty much. I would have like hockey jerseys as a kid and all, all kinds of things. I would watch hockey. I would go to the <laughs> I have no idea what hockey is and I don't know who this team is, but hey, I'm in Canada now. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, uh, we actually do have our own league back in England. Uh, we refer to it as ice hockey, though. Because yeah. we have two types of hockey, sure. and we have our own league, and our team is the Nottingham Panthers. It's pretty much a lot of WHL players or players who didn't make it but still want to play hockey. Sort of like our CFL is <laughs> in in some ways. Pretty much, although apparently that's uh, that might be rising up if the rumors are true. The uh, XFL rumors. Yeah, I just love that story because if it's true, The Rock went from being cut from the CFL to now owning the league. <laughs> I, I know that was it. As soon as I heard his involvement, that was the first thing I thought, like you, you rock dude. You yeah. just totally rocked it. But he, and he's, and the XFL failed before, but 
is the rock gonna fail at this really it's i think with his personality and also him being a former football player himself yep. it'd be very interesting and it'd be very interesting to actually bring the world championship to football because if it because from what I'm hearing, it's, it might be where you have Canadian teams versus American teams. Oh. It's, that's like the rooms I've been hearing. Holy so, sh... Yeah. I'm not sure we're allowed to, to but isn't the uh, Facebook here. Isn't the size of the field different from uh, the it is, NFL it, and CFL? But just like when uh, hockey combined, didn't when they like uh, the, the two leagues had their own set of rules. So what they did was they, they got together and just did their own rule, like a amalgamation of their rules so we're in the u.s it was easier to play hockey yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i couldn't help myself <laughs> hey as, as a canadian you have to otherwise you lose yeah. your citizenship we have to take our shots where we can yeah uh, okay, so we went off topic. So, okay so that's so, no that's cool so um what was it so saskatchewan was your first that was my was first it, stop now did you visit beforehand uh yes i visited once and I uh, loved it. I loved being in Canada. It was it was so great. Just hanging, just hanging around. Just everything just felt great. Like where did I, you go when you visited? Like before you moved here? <laughs> I actually went to Regina. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, knowing no, no, what I know now, I'll probably slap twenty two year old me. But yeah. back then, I just it was my first trip over overseas that far. It was like yeah. the long, the furthest way I've been because the furthest I went was probably Italy. Yeah, uh, yeah which is a really short flight. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this was like twelve hours, and I remember being holy shit. <laughs> when you're that young in a new place, it's a new adventure. I don't think it really mattered where you were put. Yes, you would have you would have made do with uh, and had fun regardless. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that, and it. I just remember really loving it. And I, I actually got a funny story. So when I eventually moved to Canada. Oh, well, hang on, hang on a second. Sam, pay attention. This is how humor works. Go ahead, James. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So what happened was is my, do you remember the airline Zoom? Yeah, totally do. So when Zoom happened, the bubble burst on them and my dad lost his flight because his intention yeah. was I moved. Uh, he comes to meet me and we all fly together. Okay. Then Zoom died. <laughs> and so what happened was my dad had to rebook the flight a week after I landed. Oh, no. So for two weeks, this idiot was on his own in a foreign country, didn't know anybody. And I, it was just me, my dog, and a really noisy water softener. <laughs> <laughs> and so much so that I was sleeping in the basement my second night and all I heard was these real stupid loud noises. I'm like, oh Lord, the house is going to explode. And so I called my dad. I went, dad, the house is going to explode. And then I put my phone to the water softener and all you could hear over the water softener is just my dad laughing so hard. He's <laughs> like... <laughs> I could, I, I know he was crying. That's how much he was laughing. Yeah. And then uh, another time during that, that week, I watched a movie called The Strangers, which is about home invasion starring Liv Tyler and I think Scott Speedman. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's about two people in a in like an isolated uh, cabin who get stalked by serial killers. <laughs> That's that was the kind of movie I watched on my own in a foreign country. Didn't know anybody apart from a guy named Lindsay. Now, was this the introduction to those type of movies to you? No, no, no. Where this generated from? Or pre- no, no, no. Since day one, like I went to my first day of school and I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. I was I, I was watching those movies since I was like two or three years old. My my parents didn't care as long as I didn't wake them up with my nightmares. <laughs> they let me watch. You're it. good. Sure. Yeah, and it's made me the man I am today. <laughs> there you go nightmare on the street <laughs> yeah uh one time i actually remember uh apparently according to my parents i screamed the whole house down watching pet cemetery not because i was scared but because it, the spoiler alert it's an old movie i know but yet some people sam usually yeah usually sam yeah because the kid died because uh the little boy died i cried so much that i woke the whole house up <laughs> that's one of my really? earliest like movie memories or that i've been told of oh <laughs> so you moved to regina yeah that, that's where you started out so then you started so the wrestling career though uh, that started over in over in there. england yes yeah so i i wanted to become a wrestler uh and i pretty much was searching everywhere i could find uh the the good thing about England is I can get anywhere in England super easy. All, all I got to do is just uh, get a train or a bus. I can, and I can be there in an hour or two. I was willing to go five hours out of town. Luckily, there was one on my doorstep, which was uh, about 10 minute walk away. And it was running for a year. And I was so mad that no one told me sooner. I'm like, how could you run a wrestling show and me being a big fan, constantly looking? There was no advertising, no nothing. And I, I went there and the guy who trained me was a guy named Keith Myatt. Uh, he's still wrestling today. And he, what, what federation, was he retired at that point and just training or was he? No, no, he, he was, he's still wrestling today. So, oh, but, but back then, was he, was he, was he like active in the indies or was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually remember one of the first shows I went to was him wrestling a guy called Robbie Brookside, who is now a trainer in WWE. He's one of William Regal's best friends. Oh, no way. Yeah, that was one of the first shows I went to. And yeah, just meeting him in that lot. And here's the thing. When I, when I started my wrestling career, I, I was a bit too into the, to the wrestling. I, Oh, if I want to become the best wrestler, I have to be an ar- arrogant asshole and stuff like that. Sure. And well, playing the heel, man. It's super fun. Exa- exactly. So I would do stuff. I would flip people off. I would like cause a bit of fights. <laughs> I was a little, I was a shit, basically. So you never thought of putting on like a mask, like some of the wrestlers have? Um, like Nacho Libre or something. I have wrestled in a ma- mask, but that wasn't until I moved to uh, uh, Winnipeg. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yes, yeah, so I started training with Keith. And then as is wrestling tradition, th- there was a falling out. 
And so a new guy came in named Styx, S-T-I-X-X. I think he's named after the band. He was no, actually the <laughs> or, story or is he named or is he named after Six, the wrestler? No, I I think it's because he was in a rock band himself, and he was the drummer, and they okay. referred to him as Sticks because of the drumsticks. Oh, okay. So to the Nikki Six, it's yeah, Nikki Sticks. It, it, <laughs> yeah, so uh, shout Six. Uh, Chicks House, with sticks. House of Pain, House of Pain Pro Wrestling. <laughs> no relation to the band. Wow. <laughs> hey, but, um, uh, okay, so I'm just trying to figure out timeline year year wise. So the WWE was always huge over there, obviously. Massive, yes. And then you were a massive fan of WWE. Were you watching oh. indies as well? Um, not really. I I did. I I would follow some. I I used I, as a kid. Um, whenever I get to the computer, I would always look up wrestling and the things I would look up would be different stuff. There was one called XPW. XPW, uh, yeah. Which was run by a porn company. I, <laughs> uh, I remember reading about that because I was a big fan of ECW, which was on UK TV. So I it would, was actually. Yes. Wow. It was, it was on Bravo. And then it I was on like, Bravo. Yeah, it was on Bravo. <laughs> Bravo back then was just like a bunch of action stuff. I, I think they've had a brand change since then. Yeah. I wonder if that's the same Bravo we had here in Canada. Yeah. So from there, I ended up uh, watching that. And then when I was on the internet, I would follow all these different indie feds and stuff like that. Especially when ECW went down, a lot of attempts to be ECW opened up. Like there was oh, sure. C- uh, CCW. Uh, XPW, which was one I actually followed, and I remember because they had like Shane Douglas and New Jack and stuff like that. Oh wow! And um, have you ever seen um, Secrets of the Ring? Oh yeah, oh definitely have. Uh, yeah. Dark Side of the Ring, sorry. Well, Dark Side of the Dark Ring, but there's the also ring, yeah. there's also an older one. Um, Wrestling Secrets. It's, it's, yeah, something along those lines. I've I've watched every documentary you can imagine. I've probably seen. Yeah. So uh, Dark Side of the Ring, they actually talk about New Jack. Where, oh, he yeah. throw, where That is XPW. Okay, hang on. Let's just stop for a second. Todd, I know you're not the big wrestling fan that we are. <laughs> I, I know you, your gal is starting to get into it from what oh, I understand. Yeah. Well, she's a UFC fan. Okay. Get Todd oh, yeah. into UFC. Oh, yeah. It's so um, what I was going to say, Dark Side of the Ring, you can watch them all on YouTube, but you have the capability of watching stuff that you can't really watch mm. go check out dark it's called dark side of the ring right james yes so check it out todd if i did you guys like documentary stuff this no, actually we did we is, did watch it you did watch it yeah did you watch the new jack one uh maybe not maybe you have not. to you watch, watch that. that is the probably the best episode as in the most disturbing it, it's disturbing but it's got a comedic twist to it yes oh comedically disturbing Yes. Yeah, <laughs> New Jack's a, a son of a yeah biscuit. <laughs> uh, he's actually in the uh, Beyond the Mat documentary. If you remember, I have that to go one. back and watch that one again because yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm mixing stuff up. I think I want to go back and watch that one. Yes, it's but the one Todd, Beyond the Mat, that's the one that that's actually in some ways that's the documentary that turned Jake the Snake around. Because I think it put him on people's radar as in needing help. Like, yes, holy yes. shit, is this okay. guy so 
far gone beyond the mat is i have it actually i can lend it to you i have it yeah i think i have a dvd i have a vhs copy for sure but new jack is jerome young yes yeah so, so funny enough in uh beyond the mat there was a bit where he's going into casting agents and they're telling him you could be the best friend of denzel washington in movies <laughs> his best friend i'm like what <laughs> this is a guy who used to be a bounty hunter and has free justifiable homicides on his uh background information jeez now this guy is fucking brutal yes he's actually stabbed people in the ring yeah like anyway watch the episode todd just I, i'm just saying okay and if you want to watch it when you watch it you want to have an episode about it i could talk about that episode all day long i, I will join you I, yeah I, actually sure I, yeah i'm here and i'll rewatch that. it i think i might i might be due to rewatch it again yeah well there's a new season coming uh this year yeah i know i i, I don't think they've released a date though yet no but um xpw is being talked about which is going to be insane because yep. it was actually an assault involving one of the wrestlers where they attacked a guy who left who was sleeping with the promoter's wife and they they cut his thumbs off yeah Whoa. there's a, there's a dark and dirty side to yeah. wrestling most people don't know and about. also in the new season they're doing brian pillman and yep. they're also doing the father of jake the snake roberts which is probably going to be the darkest oh. episode oh yeah that's right yeah 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 like jake father. dad is a s- son of a bitch fucking son of- yeah yeah no, you know what? I'd lo- no. His mom was probably nice. No, wait, his mom wasn't nice. No, uh, I think his mom was nice. It's just she was super young when she had him. Hey, so James. Hey. So so we covered we we covered some some intro to wrestling and stuff. So I have to ask you, as as a Canadian, one of my favorite matches of all time was Bret Hart versus Davy Boy Smith. Uh, in SummerSlam. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, you you've seen the match, but did you see? Did you watch it live at the time, or uh, it was before my time as a wrestling fan? Was I got really? I got in like a year or two after it. I got into wrestling when I was seven, and that was in actually. When when was the summertime? Was it ninety? Ninety or ninety one? I believe it was ninety. So I was five at the time. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, he was still watching horror movies at that point. I was still watching. Yeah, uh, yeah, 1992, and then just after that, I got into wrestling because I got into wrestling. Around- oh, so it, you're closer to the Attitude Era era. Um, or eh. but pretty much as soon as uh, Brett became world champ, I mm. started watching uh, wrestling and. My first pay per view was WrestleMania nine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's one. It's one of the other reasons why I wanted to come to Canada. So, there, there's never been a better champion, and still in my mind, than Bret Hart. Oh, like he was a fighting man's champion. He he wrestled. I mean, injured. I mean, he wasn't really injured, but I mean, he was wrestling. Well, he might have been actually. He was, was like a good working man. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah, he was. You, you know, you know what I liked about him. I, I think I figured this out. What I like so much about Bret Hart was he was identical to the character Union Jack from the comic yes. books. 
He yeah. was the blue collar guy. He, he, he worked his ass off and because he worked hard, he was rewarded with the championship. Yeah. It was all about putting the time in. And that's what I liked about him. He wasn't, you know, Hulk Hogan who had supernatural strength. He wasn't, yeah. you know, Andre the giant. He wasn't, no, he was, he was you or me. He was that guy. So that's I, what I liked about him. So I remember my first pay-per-view was WrestleMania nine. Yep. And back in England around the time we could watch the pay-per-views for free. Cause it'll be like 2 AM. What? Yeah. We got all the pay-per-views for free in England. So I would watch oh. these pay-per-views. I would go to bed at like 6 PM, get up at 12, have myself a little, uh, like picnic as I would call it. And just watch wrestling, go to bed about 5 AM, get up at, get up at seven and then go to school. Wow. I, I wish I had that energy now. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But um, I remember, like like I said, that my, one of my first pay-per-views was WrestleMania 9. And when Hulk Hogan came in to save the day against Yokozuna, I remember. Oh, since, that was the that was the one where, where uh, he, wait, did he did he help Brett or did he cost Brett the championship? I'm trying to remember. No, that. Brett lost. And that because he got blinded by Mr. Fuji with the soul. So. And then, Fuji. and then Hulk Hogan jumped in and Brett goes, go get him champ. And they oh. challenged him to a match right there. And Hulk Hogan beat him for the title. Yeah. Just like that. He, he comes. Oh, by the way, I was off doing movies. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do one match and get the belt back. It just, yeah. well, okay. So as, as a Bret Hart fan, I'm a Bret Hart fan. Oh, same. I, when, I when that happened, did you fucking hate Hogan? Oh yeah. I, I pretty much, I was like, Oh, come on. Like, I, so unfair. Like, you've yeah. had the belt for forever. You yeah. know, let someone else. I mean, I I kind of knew it was fake, but I kind of thought there was a bit of, you know. Pretty much. It was, there was, I, I, I figured there was some shoot going on to some extent. It, it was pretty much Hogan politicking. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Basically, grind out. And the whole plan was for Hogan to drop the belt to Brett before he left. And Hogan refused to do it. Oh yeah, he was no way he's gonna drop a belt to Brett. Yeah, that's that's where a lot of the bad blood is between them is because of Hogan just crushing guys under his creative freedom. Yeah, my first WrestleMania that I actually got to see that wasn't like renting, going back and renting the VHS was number five. Okay, was the Hulk Hogan versus Warrior. Mm. And when Warrior beat Hogan, I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> they actually beat him. Yeah. Clean, clean. Well, he was supposed to pass the torch to Hogan until Hogan said, you know what? Maybe I'm not done. And then H Hogan was hot dogging at the end to make people focus on him as well. Mm -hmm. And so much so that if you ever read Hulk Hogan's book, it's the biggest piece of shit. Oh, I won't read Hulk Hogan's book. No thanks. If, if you want to read a book of lies, read that one or Shawn Michaels' book. Not, not interested. Yeah, nope. uh, Hogan, the, the Bret Hart book, though, man. Yes, I love it. Although it's very horny. Every, at the <laughs> end is. of at the end of every <laughs> chapter, he's basically banging some broad. Yeah. Did you read the Stu Hart one? Uh, no, I but I did read the Dynamite Kid one. Which is oh? The, do you still have it? Yes, I oh. do. Could I? Could I borrow it? I oh, really want to read it. Of course you can. Yeah, oh. that, that is an angry book. 
Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. He was just a scrawny kid, wasn't he? Uh, back then, but then he got like, he ballooned up so much because he had like a uh, small person complex. Mm. Yeah. But he and, was, he was working out hard and he was doing a lot of steroids. Yeah. Admittedly, like he didn't deny that at all. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard the story about him against the Rougeos? Uh, maybe. Okay, so I know I know he had lots of beef with the Rougeos. Yeah, like so the the Bulldogs always did. The Bulldogs were constantly pranking people, and the and one, not nice pranks, like not like fun pranks, like mean like stuff, m- bastard pranks. Yeah, and so what happened was, uh, I think Rougeau said something to him, and he slapped him around, around the head, and then who slapped Ray, him though? Uh, dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, and but, then yeah. apparently. Raymond had a leg injury and they pushed him over. Oh. So, and then a couple of days, I think some time had passed. And the Russos were tough, man. Yeah. They, they weren't wussies at all. Oh, and this is it. So what happened was, uh, Ruggio had a, a, a roll of quarters in his hand. Ooh. And he's walking by Dynamite, who has two coffees in his hand. And he basically blindsided him and broke all his teeth. <laughs> so, like oh. they, they really laid a number on him. I'm, I think that might be another Dark Side of the Ring episode coming up. We're talking about the Dynamite. Kid. Oh, there's got to be a Dynamite episode. Yeah, there has to be. I'm actually gonna look that up. Did you ever watch the matches he did uh, post injuries where he was still wrestling and he was, was like a shadow? It was so sad. Himself. They actually almost had to carry him to the ring. Yeah, and his pants were like. His, his pants were almost falling off. He was like, he'd lost so much weight. Yeah. It, it, it was uh, really bad. Uh, and like pretty much they had to carry him to, to and from the ring just to make, just to make it happen. Yeah. It was, which happens quite a lot in Japan. Like they do. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, you sometimes see people way past their prime or not even ready. If you remember the great Antonio against, I remember the great Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, when he wrestled Inoki, where Inoki beat the shit out of him because he wouldn't sell. Oh, I didn't see. I gotta, I gotta see that. Yeah. Oh, so like it's just there's so many different stuff I hear from Japan. I'm like, I'm glad I never wrestled there. I, I would love to have, but it's just from what I hear with like the yakuza and stuff like that, it's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So. So you started wrestling? Yes, I did. Yes. Over across the sea. Yeah. So I wrestled on and off. I actually got blackballed from wrestling. Well, uh, wait, wait. Before you get to the blackball story, let's get into your your getting started into wrestling and, and how that kinda, okay how that so, happened. So I mentioned that I was wrestling. Uh, I started training with Keith Meyer, and then I eventually started uh, working with Sticks, and they did a student show where I would make my debut and stuff like that. Uh, and then I it started... Was just like students from the oh, yeah. school just It's wrestling. basically a okay. chance for them to have their first match, something to look forward to, a bit of fun to have. And so from there, I started going from strength to strength. Uh, I wasn't really fully into it because I was uh, pretty loved up with my girlfriend at the time. So weekends yeah. were a no-go when it came to uh, wrestling, which is where all the shows are. Sure. Oh, yeah. What was yeah. your style you were doing back then? Uh, pretty much. I, I 
uh, just bruiser with a bit of power moves and stuff like that. Okay. So, and then from there, I, I and you I, were I, healing, obviously. They actually told me babyface. I was a part of a tag team called Fat Boy Slim. It was me, <laughs> a big giant guy, and a skinny little kid. Oh, really? Yeah. And so the whole thing would be uh, the little guy gets beaten up. I come in, clothesline everybody that moves, and then we go <laughs> to the end. Nice. <laughs> so, and uh, we also, I also, in a short, this is my much preferred one, uh, even though my, my tag partner is a bit of a fuckhead, apparently. Uh, this was like, after the fact, we were the Beaver Twins. <laughs> it was me with another skinny guy, but the whole thing is we're twin brothers like the movie twins. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be like the crazy big guy, you know, like Arnold, and the skinny guy would be like Danny DeVito. <laughs> and we we're going to eventually split up and feud against each other to see who the worst, who the shit is, <laughs> who the better twin is. That, that that was a big idea, but then life happened. And I I started wanting to like my girlfriend broke up with me. Uh, I didn't have any career prospects, so I decided, you know, my dad's wanted me in Canada for two years. I'm gonna move, and so I got to Canada. I wait, wait, how, okay. So let, pause for a sec. So how many? So how many matches did you have under your belt like around this point? Because it was just. Well, it wasn't weekend wrestling, so it was weekday wrestling. It was like, yeah, oh, it was it was monthly because after my girlfriend, I did a, a fair few. I would say twenty to twenty five. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a, amount. I, I had a fair amount, but I was like, by the end of it, I was trying to get as many shows as possible. Um, so really, pr- pretty much in the last ten months, that's where all my wrestling matches came from, and then. Uh, like I said, I, I came to Canada, I did the uh, job thing, and then I finally decided, hey, let's uh, let's start wrestling. Let's, I, I'm in Canada and, now. Well, so what was the like? What? Sorry, I keep going back, but I'm actually fascinated with your 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 wrestling over there. So, were you was there a lot of travel, or was it just kind of the the thing like, with the travel in England is it's so easy to get everywhere. Sure, that that's why there is booms in the English wrestling scene is because you can make so many different towns in one day. There's a guy who uh, yeah. I'm not going to name just because he's been outed as a fuckhead as well. Uh, recently there was a, like last year there was like a me too where a lot of wrestlers were spoken up for some heinous, heinous stuff. People I know too. Oh. And um, one guy would wrestle three days uh three times in one day you start like the more the afternoon show make another show and then go an hour to finish up on another show that that would be his whole uh weekend just doing like six uh wrestling matches in one weekend oh my god yeah like you if if you got like a bit of a name you could get booked anywhere and you could easily make it anywhere so you said you had 25 matches. So if you're doing weekday matches, that's 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 hmm. pretty decent. Oh, uh, the weekday was um, this was after I broke up with my missus. So I didn't have I, I, I didn't have anything to do at the weekends because I didn't have any missus that was sure. oh. you know, wanted, wanting to see me. So I you started want to wrestle more. all the time. I that, that's where I really took off into wrestling. I was about 
I was about 20, 21, and I yeah. start, I, I fully started wrestling. Nice. Any injuries through that uh, period? I Here's the thing. I never got injured when I was in England. It's, all my injuries come from uh, wrestling in Canada. <laughs> okay, so you move there- here. Okay, so you've okay. Well, I know the story, Todd. Do you know the story about the 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 mic drop story? Well, is it is there the mic drop story? No, I was just going to ask if the, the, is the, the wrestling the balling is the wrestling <laughs> the same out there as it is here? Oh uh, yeah, it, it, being it, that everyone travels around the world, I'm assuming everybody's kind of doing the same. The the difference is here is so huge. It's more territorial you and you kind of got to break into different ter- territories whereas in england you could go to anywhere you want you could just send out as much as possible whereas here you have to do a lot of like logistics and planning and stuff like that because it, it's pretty expensive to travel uh from say winnipeg to edmonton so you right. kind of got it's not of- it's not in europe at all yeah it's so cheap hundred dollar flights yeah you know whatever or, or it's like an hour to go to a town. Whereas yeah. here, you have to go for the whole weekend. You have to make sure you're wrestling for the whole weekend. Uh, you got to get a place to stay. Whereas I would wrestle in England and then I'll be back home for 1 a.m. The next yeah. day. Yeah. Just super easy. And that's even if I uh, just want to hang out. I can just hang out and just, you know, do whatever. So that's that was a big difference for me. 